Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello to you today and welcome back to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, getting the promises of God into the people of God one episode at a time. And you know, God's promises really are for God's people. Now, I know you know that. We all know that. Those of us who have been walking with the Lord for any amount of time, we know that. But do we know that we know that? Do they make an actual difference in our lives, these promises that God has given us in his word in the Bible? Are they impacting us? Are they changing our life? Is the way that we think being altered by what is written in the Word of God? Is the way that we pray being impacted by what God's Word has to say? God's Word should have an impact on the way that we think, the way that we live, the way that we pray, the way that we look at our past, our current season of life, and the way we look at the future. Everything about us, the way we relate to people, the understanding that we have about situations and circumstances, even just the ability to look at things and recognize that there is an unseen spiritual realm where things are happening. You know, you read, take, for example, the book of Daniel, there are battles and things happening in the spiritual realm. There's an actual impact that makes on the way that we think and the way that we live when we recognize that this, what we can see is not all that there is. We need to be people of the book. That's an old, old, old term for for Christians, for those who are disciples of Jesus. And the book, of course, is referring to the Bible. Are we a people of the book? And does that book change us dramatically? You know, I'm starting a new series here on the Burt Not Ernie show, and it's all about holiness. Holiness. The Lord very strongly impressed upon my heart that this is the direction the show needs to go for the next several weeks. It's not going to get too wild. It's not going to get too crazy. We're just going to talk about God's word, talk about holiness. And of course, there will be some touch points about God's promises to us in the Bible as they relate to holiness. So if you're ready to dig in to God's promises and the word of God and what it says specifically about holiness, join me today for this episode, number 138, and for the next several episodes of the show, maybe subscribe, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of these because really, this is a critical point in time for people, the people of the book, for the people who love and know and serve Jesus and who are longing to step into eternity with him, who long to see his will done on earth just as it is in heaven. This topic of holiness is critical right now because we are living in a very, very, very unholy holy world. And so holiness is something that will benefit all of us to know what God's word says about it and to lean into it 
and to seek to become people who are marked as a holy people set apart for the Lord our God. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode number 138. All right, so I've got a few verses that I would like to share with you today, and uh, then I'm just going to talk about what those verses actually say, what they mean, and what we can kind of glean from these verses. Like, what is God? I guess it's more than gleaning. Gleaning is just picking up the leftovers. It's, let's say, let's feast on the Word of God today. What does God want us to really, really, really get from this? I don't believe He wants us to walk away hungry or partially satisfied when we spend time in His Word. He wants us full, like to the tippy, tippy top full. Okay, the first verse we're going to look at is from the Psalms, right in the middle of our Bible. Psalm 30, verse 4. And I'm going to read from the King James Version today. Sing to the Lord, O ye his saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. All right, there's that key word, holiness, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. You know, I think a key to how praise and worship blesses us, you know, like really blesses and impacts us and changes us to the point that we really honor God, because you can praise and worship and be on autopilot. I'm sure you've done it. I don't think I'm the only one. Your to-do list is running through your mind, and you're kind of just on autopiloting. You know this song by heart, and so you're singing it and not really singing it. It it can become similar to what we do when we're listening to the, the oldie station on a long drive, because nothing else is, you know, on the radio or whatever. And, and I guess I'm dating myself a little bit. This is pre- you have an app to listen to music pre-Spotify days, right? But like you're listening to it because that's the only thing that's on. And yeah, you know that song, and but you're not really focused on that. You're just focused on this drive is long and I just want to find a coffee shop to get a good cup of coffee because this seven-hour drive is just driving me wonky at this point. And so you're listening and singing along, but you're not really focused on the lyrics. We can do that when we worship. But I think a really big key to this whole holiness concept is to realize that right here, God is saying that when we remember his holiness as his people, his saints, we're going to give thanks as we sing to the Lord. Now I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but that's what it says. Sing to the Lord. This isn't asking you. It's kind of telling you sing to the Lord. O ye his saints. That's us. We're his people and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. When you think of how holy God is, give thanks and do that at times in song. Like give thanks just with words and sometimes just praise him for his holiness. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging the holiness of God. There's something very, very right about it. In fact, this is a key to how praise and worship can change us because when we're thankful and we're remembering his holiness, you know, he's honored and glorified and we get the benefits we get the benefits of the blessing of just being close to him in his presence of worshiping him. Worshiping him alone is a huge benefit that isn't always talked about. Like it doesn't need to be something extra. Like, you know, it's the gravy on the mashed potatoes is anything extra you get. Like the meat of it, the heart of it is acknowledging who God is and worshiping him. And a huge part of that is his holiness. He is so holy. He can't not be holy. That should inspire us when we worship him. How can he do something amiss and not trustworthy and really jacked up, messed up wrong in my life, in your life, when when we know that he is so holy, he is holiness. 
that's a great reminder, isn't it? He's not going to do something wrong, jacked up, messed up, screwed up. He's not going to put the screws to you and I. He's not going to torture us just to torture us. He's holy. And so we can trust him and we can glorify him with our life and we can honor him. And part of how we do that is, of course, by being thankful people. God's people should be the most thankful people on the planet and by singing to the Lord. Why? Because when you're really rejoicing in something, breaking out in song, it's not just something for like a musical on Broadway. Like there is a point in time when worshiping God in song is just, you almost can't do it. And if you've never experienced that, I hope you get to, because it's pretty cool when you're like, all right, I'm in a sweet spot with the Lord and I'm just overflowing with the blessing of being in his presence and I'm going to sing to him. And it's going to be praise and it's going to be worship and it's from a thankful heart. That's a beautiful thing. We should break into thanks at the remembrance of how holy God is because he can't do anything that is like apart from that holiness. Isn't that good news? Doesn't that make you trust him more in whatever you're looking at in your life right now, whatever might be around the corner that you have an idea is coming or something that, you know, let's not be naive. This world is not guaranteed to be like a smooth sailing kind of a life. There's just turn on the news and you're going to see, oh, yeah, there's some scary stuff. We need to know that we have a a dependable, faithful, trustworthy God. And a lot of that knowing can be rooted in just acknowledging his holiness. Thankfulness should just be a trait that marks us. It should be like a marking trait, a characteristic for those of us who follow Jesus. It just should be. We should be so thankful. People should be able to look at us and go, I can tell you're a Christian. Well, how could you tell? You're so thankful. I mean, what would be wrong with that? Absolutely nothing would be wrong with that. You know, what What inspires us to sing praises and to give thanks. What inspires us when you go to, I don't know, maybe you have a Wednesday night service during the week. Maybe you listen to praise and worship on your drive to and from work or when you're at the gym. Maybe you, um, this will just apply to the next Sunday morning service that you're in on the weekend. Okay. Or Saturday night or whenever it is that you might go. Listen, I want to encourage you as you engage and enter into that time of praise and worship, that you would remember his holiness and just focus on, at least for a couple of seconds at a minimum, focus on the fact that he is so holy. And so you can so, so trust him and then worship him with that heart of thankfulness. I think it will be a very beneficial exercise for you And I can say with a fair amount of certainty, your trust in the Lord will probably only increase and go on the uptick as a result of this praise and worship exercise. You know, how often do we pause and really just remember how holy our God is? How holy our God is? Now, in the show notes at the very top, I'm going to put a definition for holiness. So if you have access to it, I mean, however you're listening to this, you should be able to see on whatever podcast player it is, whatever, if it's on my website, which is my name, janlbert.com. Um, and by the way, I just made some changes because I had a lot of problems with my, I wouldn't say huge problems, but I had some email issues linked to my email provider, linked to my website host. And so I've made a change. And um, so it's a little rough right now because I had a deadline that I had to meet and just get it up there. So it's going to get prettier. It's not pretty right now at my website, my name, J A N 
middle initial L B U R T.com. But the podcast player works, so you can check, click on that and you'll be able to see right at the top of that podcast player on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever, that first little line of the show notes with the definition of holiness for you to kind of think about it. I mean, think about what it means, this holiness. So I'm going to put that there. Uh, I guess you could, sometimes I say, hey, here's your homework. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that in a way, I give homework in a way that I hope will help you to dig in a little deeper, you know, because what we look into and learn for ourselves, like, you know, they say when you teach something, you actually learn to understand it better than when you're being taught. There's a lot of truth to that. So if you read this, I mean, I'll provide the definition for holiness. I just want to encourage you to read it and see if it doesn't kind of educate you in a new way. Like it'll stick a little better when you actually have to do the reading of it in addition to hearing me talk about holiness. I hope that makes some sort of sense, but I'll have that right at the top of the show notes for you. You know, that, and then after you read the definition of holiness, I want you to think about the fact that, um, does it make you want to say thank you to the Lord? Just like, thank you. He's so holy. Thank you, Lord. I mean, I really hope that that's what it causes you to do, to say thank you. That's the whole purpose of, you know, reading Psalm 30 verse 4, where you sing to him and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. I want it to impact you for you to say from your heart to his ears, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to look at a couple more verses just to kick around this concept of of holiness from a few different angles. Isaiah 35, verse 8. I'm going to read this one from the New Living Translation. And you've probably heard this verse or portions of this verse before. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Uh, This is an incredible verse. There's a lot here. Like, I mean, like, okay, there is an actual path of life that we can walk that is only going to be walked on by people who, who walk in God's ways is what it says. It's only for those who walk in God's ways. Okay. Do, do a heart check and make sure like regularly In this day and age, when anything can happen, I would say like do a heart check daily, maybe more than more than once a day to see like, where am I at with the Lord? Am I walking in God's ways? And you can know you're walking in God's ways pretty quickly based on like his word. I mean, really just open up the Bible, read it on a daily basis and then say, Lord, show me. Is there anything in here? Kind of what what David said, you know, look at my heart and see what's in there. And create a clean heart, a new heart, do a new thing. That word create in that verse, I think it's from Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God, and uh, take not your spirit from me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. You can say, Holy Spirit, just just check me out, do a heart check. And what's messed up in there and icky and too much me and not enough you, as John the Baptist said, uh, he said, I must de- decrease and you, meaning Jesus, and he must increase. Yep, absolutely. We need to do that. Do that heart check. Help me to walk in your ways, God, and he will answer that prayer. You don't have to have the entire Bible memorized to be able to walk in God's ways. You just have to yield and give the right of way to the Holy Spirit. You know what? He's good at doing what he does. He is God. He can handle the taking over of, 
of your heart and it doesn't have to be in a hostile way. It can be like a when somebody takes over somebody's Instagram and it's really exciting and fun and there's some benefit to it and there's this temporary thing going on and it's really beneficial for that person's followers. Like that it doesn't have to be like a hostile takeover. Yield to him so that it's a beautiful thing where you get the benefits and he gets the glory. Okay, but who are you walking with? This verse talks about a road, a highway of holiness. It says evil-minded people will never, 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 never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's way. So who are you walking with? Fools will never walk there, it says. It matters who you walk with in this life. It matters so very much. Listen, you know, can two walk together unless they agree? Doesn't it say that? In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, who was known as the wisest man to ever live because God gave him inordinate wisdom, wisdom, like, I'm sorry, I have a head cold and I have some cold medicine I've taken. And can you tell I'm stumbling around in my words? I don't always react well to even the mildest of medication. So I apologize for my stumbling and bumbling around. But as always, uh, I'm not going to fake it till I make it. I'm just going to keep it very, very real. Look, who you are walking with matters. You can't walk with somebody without agreeing to walk with them, can you? You can be drug along. You can be prodded. You know, think of movies where you've seen somebody taken hostage and they're either being poked in the back with the, with the, you know, the butt of the, of the ride. They're shoving them along and hitting them along or they're being drug along because their hands are tight or something. Think about the, I'm an 80s kid, so there's all the dramatic movies where you're, you're being drug along thrown around, tossed around, that's not walking with someone in a state of agreement. If you are walking with people who would be considered evil-minded, I don't need to say any more than that. That's what Isaiah says. I'm going to leave it at that. Or people who are fools, foolish people, you're not on the highway of holiness, according to this verse. Get yourself walking through life with people who walk in God's ways and travel this highway of holiness and get the blessings that come therein, like it says right through the middle of a once deserted land. You know, you can have had a really, really, really rough, rough life. And God can just cut a beautiful highway of holiness right there through it. And it will be a great life journey to walk that out. Walk it with him and walk it with other people who are focused on walking God's ways. And you're going to benefit. The kingdom is going to grow. God will be honored. It's a good, good thing to do this. Okay. New Testament verse, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. This one is going to be back to the Amplified Version. So therefore, okay, therefore, pay attention. When there's a therefore, pay attention. Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved. Oh, I love that Paul pauses here to make sure that we know that we are the beloved. We're so loved. Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything from everything that contaminates body, completing holiness, completing holiness. And then in parentheses, it says living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Okay, there's a lot here, but but hey, you know what? We have these great and precious and wonderful promises. We have them. And because we have them, let's cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates both body and spirit. So the the eternal aspect of your life where you're going to live forever and then the part of you that's only going to be here for this planet, like the flesh part of you. Let's let's get rid of whatever contaminates 
either of those things and cleanse ourselves. Well, this, how do you cleanse yourself when Jesus is the one who did all the, yes, he did all the work and yes, he's the one that provides the forgiveness, but you need to go to him and seek it. You have to ask, you have to accept and believe that he paid the price for your sins and how that relates to our life after we've accepted Christ and we've been baptized and we're born again. Well, there's nothing wrong with keeping short accounts with God, with having a heart that says, oh, that right there, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. Uh, that was a bad word. I shouldn't have said that. I, I repent. And by bad word, I mean it's one that doesn't honor the Lord. Simple. Some people say it's no big deal. Well, the New Testament does talk about cursing it should not come out of your mouth because it's not fitting for someone to bless God with the same mouth that they're going to use curse words with. So actually, it does matter whether or not you use curse words. So that's just one example. You just repent of it. Say, I'm sorry, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you help me to not do that anymore? Thank you for your forgiveness. Help me to cleanse myself by being repentant and acknowledging by agreeing with what God's word says that these certain things, they're not right. They're not good. They're certainly not holy. Uh, Get those out of me. I agree with you, Holy Spirit. And I want you to do the work in me, and I'm going to yield to you as you do the work in me to make me more cleaned up in my body and spirit. Get rid of what contaminates me. Complete, completing holiness, completing holiness, living a consecrated life. Are you set apart for him? Are you set apart for God's purpose? And do you have a healthy fear of the Lord where you acknowledge how holy he is, that he is God, that this is tremendous, that he's so worthy of honor, that this is the God that, I mean, open your Bible and read it, whether it's Isaiah or Daniel or John in the book of Revelation, where they get like in the Lord's presence and they just fall down as dead. I mean, even Paul saying, I don't know if I was dead or I was alive. This is serious stuff. That's what the holiness of God does to you. Are you living a consecrated life where you acknowledge that that's how holy he is? That the giants of the faith, as we sometimes refer to them, fell down like they were dead in his presence. That's how holy he is. That's a good place to live. That's living in the fear of the Lord. I'm not saying you need to be perfect because you and I both know it's actually not exactly possible to be perfect. Like not at all. There was one who was perfect. It was Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for living a perfect life and paying the price for my sins through that perfect life. You and I, we can't achieve that goal. It's not going to happen, but we can strive toward it by yielding to the Lord, by seeking out his will and his ways, by acknowledging that he is so holy, living in a healthy fear of the Lord, honoring him with what we do, being set apart for God's purpose. That much we can do. We can do that. Do we want God's promises to be our reality? This is a podcast that is founded, you know, I founded it and began it to talk about God's promises. I'm working on my second podcast to add to this. It's all about prayer, the prayer podcast, but this one is all about God's promises. So I'm thinking that you probably would like those promises to become your reality. If so, if so, then we've got to think about holiness, as it says in this verse, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Holiness. Holiness. Completing holiness by living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Holiness matters if we really, really, really want to be able to access what this verse, what it says, therefore, what the therefore is talking about. We have these great and wonderful promises. You have them. So live 
live worthy of these promises that God has given you. Live worthy of the kingdom of God. Do it. Make a decision. And I think you and I, we both know the difference between the part that only God can do. And that's the big stuff. That's really all of it. You didn't get saved because you you figured out logically, like, I need Jesus. Like, you got saved because the Holy Spirit wooed you and drew you and called you to himself. But your part of it really is that yielding, that choice to obey. Because you know, and I know, you can choose whether or not you're going to go spend the night in the bar and, uh, you know, drink your way through $400 or whatever and uh, just, you know, party hardy, or you're going to just choose to obey the Lord and say, I'm not going to live like that. I'm not going to live like somebody who doesn't know the Lord. There's a difference. Your obedience matters. Being set apart and consecrated for the Lord matters. His holiness calls us to righteous living, not perfect living, righteous living, continually spending Spending enough time continually with the Lord to know what the Bible says in prayer, speaking to him and being sure to make time to listen for what he wants to say to us. And then, of course, just choosing, choosing to believe that the Bible is true and it's true for us. It's true for me. It's true for you. I want you to have every bit of God's promises. God wants you to have every one of his promises. Obviously, the Lord put this verse from second Corinthians in the new Testament so that we would know that all of his promises are true and they are great and they are mighty and they are precious promises. Let's treat them as precious promises and let's make holiness something that we think about a lot more often than just like checking off the prayer list and getting what we want from God. He's so holy And time is so short. Let's not be playing games with this and just thinking about what we can get out of this walk with the Lord. Let's not do that. We're only going to be sorry when we step into eternity if that's our main focus. What can I get out of it? Why don't we think about what we can give from a thankful heart? Praise him from a thankful heart. Overflow with just gratitude from a thankful heart because you remember how holy he is and because you remember how holy God is, you know that he can't do wrong by you. And so you trust him even when it's hard. And when we trust him, even when it's hard, you know what? That honors him so much. There's a watching world and they are watching and they'll see and take note. We want to be Like it says in the book of Acts, when uh, even though they were uneducated people, they could look at Peter and John, the religious leaders of the day, the most educated people in that community, in that society. And they could say, these are uneducated men, but we can tell they have been with Jesus. May that be our reality and may holiness matter because it makes a difference on us for the kingdom of God and on the people around us. Trying to live this life in your own strength as a Christian, it's impossible. Yielding to the Holy Spirit and asking him to just expand his kingdom through you makes all the difference. It's totally doable to yield to him. It's impossible to try to do it on your own. Yield to him today. And uh, you know, what could hurt in this broken and sad and hurting world to have more of God's holiness. There are going to be people who are going to fight against it who don't want any of that. That's all right. You just pray for them. Uh, You know, I mean, and I mean that pray for them, that the Holy Spirit would get a hold of their hearts and show them how much Jesus loves them. Start there. It's always a good way to pray. And it softens your heart toward people who sometimes are not that kind to you when you're a Christian and they don't want 
what they see as in in position into their life and the way they want to live. Pray for them. Pray that they would see how much Jesus loves them. But this world, whether it will admit it or not, having the holiness of God expand further and further and further, that's a good thing. And everybody benefits from that. Everybody benefits from that. A society where God is honored is going to be much more blessed than a, than a culture where, um, where he's blasphemed. So let's be among those who honor him and take holiness seriously. All right, I'm going to wrap it up for today. I'm not nearly through my verses on holiness, but I think that's why the Lord had me prepare for a series. I knew I couldn't get it done in one podcast when he started laying on my heart this concept of talking about holiness. So that's a good thing. Again, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And thank you for being gracious to me as I, I this head cold thing. I used to have a doctor that would joke with me and say, it's springtime. It's time for your annual head cold slash sinus infection. It just, it's part of living in Kansas. Woohoo. Like if you're, if you know, you know, if you know, you know, if you live here and you deal with the sinus junk of Kansas, then you know, if not, uh, take my word for it. It's not the fun part of living in Kansas. This sinus and the polyps that grow up in your sinus cavities and just, so thank you for being gracious to me. I know I'm stumbling around and I know I sound stuffy and I'm thankful that you're bearing with me. And I pray that you have been blessed by this episode because God wants to bless you so very much. Please don't forget that God's promises are for you and that as you really set apart your life and consecrate yourself to him, wow, you are going to see his promises prove true for you in ways that's just going to blow the doors off of things. And I really do believe that with everything that I've got. Lord bless you. I'll see you back here next time for episode number 139. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.